0: Foundations podcast. It's good to see everybody here today. Um, I'm going to be talking to you today about that exact thing. This is who we are. Who are we a Foundations Church? Because one thing I realize is that there are a lot of churches that have an identity crisis. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they're trying to accomplish. They don't know what vision they have. Um, they, they had a mission statement a long, long time ago that nobody knows the meaning to, and we don't want to be that church. Um, However, today is going to be an interactive message. And so what I need you to do today is I need everybody to take your cell phone out. This may be the only time you ever hear me say, take your cell phone out during my message. Um, Do this for me. Put it on do not disturb. Put it on do not disturb. And there's going to be, or silent, or whatever you want to do, but there's going to be a moment where I need you to turn the flashlight on on your phone. And I will tell you when, okay? Don't do it until I say, turn your cell phone flashlight on. So it will be, the suspense is killing you. I know it. Um, It's so exciting. I could use my cell phone. Um, So, uh, But today we are in just a a standalone message talking about, man, this is who we are. This is who we are as Foundation Church. This is what we are trying to accomplish. And um, Man, as you guys walk in, especially as you walk out, whether you've been coming here for a little while over the last six months, or maybe this is your first time, you'll notice some signs in the lobby. And um, those signs hold our values, what we are completely all about. Because what we are trying to see and we want to be a church where everybody believes, belongs, and becomes. And to see those three things happen, we have five steps, five processes, five values, whatever you want to call them, to see that happen. And I do not have time to go over all five processes. So breathe easy. There's not going to be a five-point sermon that you're like, oh man, it's like one o'clock before we get out of here. Uh, But our five values, our five processes are this. We want to be a place where the lost become found. We want to be a place where lost people can become found people, where broken people can be made uh, a whole people, because we believe here at Foundations Church, it's okay not to be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. Um, that we think, man, there, there needs to be a place where people can come, that they're not okay, and it's Okay. But they have a place where they can experience life change. We want to be a place where the lost can become found. And and right after that, our, our next process, our next value, is we believe that if we're growing people, that equals changing people. That the moment you accept Jesus Christ into your heart and life... You're changing, you're growing because you can't grow without change and you can't change without growth. It goes hand in hand. And so, you know, if if you raise your hand for salvation, if you raise your hand to recommit your life, we have a next step. That next step is to get baptized. Those next steps for some of us is to get involved in connect groups or small groups or discipleship or serving or or something. But we all, each one of us, no matter how long we've been doing this whole Jesus thing, man, we, we have a next step, every single one of us. The thing after that is that we believe found people become, that found people find people. I almost messed it up. That found people find people. Now, if you would like to find a fine shirt like that right there, we are selling these shirts today for, for $10, or you can buy two for $20 um, for a really good bargain, um, but <clears throat> It's a good deal. Uh, They're really good shirts, though. Um, They're soft, because I always, I grew up in a church that ordered the cheapest shirts that fit like a square, Um, and they were, like, itchy, and they shrunk two sizes after you washed them. Um, But, man, we just, we truly believe found people, find people, that, man, once you find Jesus, you can't help but go find people and tell them about Jesus. The next thing is this, we believe we're better together. Um, that you weren't created, you weren't designed to do life alone, um, and we are better together. And the last one is that save people serve people, so that served people become save people. Um, that, that's our values, and I don't have time to speak on all those, but what I want to do today is kind of give us some targets that we want to hit as a church that what we want to be after as foundation church that i want us man after praying after seeking god man what do you have us as a church to do these are two big glaring things that feed into our process that feed right into our values as a church and the first thing that i want us to be all about this year this is a big one is for us to no longer keep the secret to not keep the secret. Now, it is no secret that I am a horrible, horrible secret keeper, like bad at keeping secrets. Um, the other day, a few years ago, actually, um, the older I get, why is it when years happen, they're days, but like, I'm like, that's a long time ago. Um, a few years ago um, at Father's Day, one of the families came in and like, hey, we bought our dad some Ray Bans. He's gonna freak out, and that, I'm like, oh, that's awesome! You know, you bought your dad Ray Bans, and so um, the dad's coming in after parking the car, and he walks in. And I'm like, hey, bro, congratulations on the Ray Bans, and the family freaked out. They're like, we haven't told him yet. And I'm like, well, I didn't know you didn't tell him. You know, I was like, I thought you were like, hey, we bought our dad some Ray Bans. Woohoo! Because Why wouldn't you give him some Ray Bans to drive to church with? Is what I'm thinking. Uh, I am just like I am. I'm good at keeping like life challenging. Like, because some of you are like, I'm never going to go talk to that pastor when my life's falling apart right now. I'm good at those secrets. Okay, it's it's like if you buy my wife something, don't tell me. Don't tell me because I can't keep it in. Because I'm like, Casey, don't buy that yet. Somebody's bought you a present that's even better than that. You know, I, I can't contain mine. I'm just like, yo, yeah, surprise, you know. And everybody hates me afterwards because um, I can't keep a secret. And I want to invite you to not keep the secret any longer. Um, one thing I hear when people come to Pizza with the Pastors, which Pizza with, our, with the Pastors is simply this, it's eating pizza with pastors. Um, I know, clever name. Um, we do it for people that have been coming for like last three months to Foundation Church and wanting to get to know more about it. We eat at Savastano's. In fact, it's coming up at the end of this month. So if you want to go, please register online. It's all free and it's really good food. Um, but... One thing I hear at Pizza with the Pastors is simply this. They say, ma'am, Foundation Church is the best-kept secret in Tulsa. And I got to tell you, every time I hear it, a little part of me dies. Because I'm like, why are we a secret? You know, why? I put, service is going to be amazing every Sunday on Facebook, you know, at Foundation Church. Why is it a secret? I'm going to invite you. I am going to release you today. We want people to know what God is doing at Foundation Church. God is doing a great work, and he is changing people's lives every week. Let's let it be known that there's a place you can come to meet a Savior that will change your life. We don't want to keep the secret any longer. I'm giving you permission. I am an annoying person. You missed your chance. That was your amen moment. I I didn't pause for first service. I paused. I'm giving you permission to be annoying, right? Because here's the deal. We should be telling, we should be found people who are finding people. We should be telling them that there is a Savior named Jesus Christ who can absolutely change their life. In fact, the Bible says this. It says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 through 16, it says, Jesus says this to Uh, On the Sermon on the Mount, he just finished the Beatitudes. If if you're here today and you're like, well, I'm not really into the church thing, so I hear you are talking about the church. Well, good news. He's not even talking to the church right now. He's just talking about people who were interested in following after him. And this morning, if you're interested in following after him, listen to what he says in Matthew chapter five, verse 14 through 16. He says, you are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Acts chapter one, verse eight says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me Everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. We're here as his church, as followers of Christ, to be the light of the world, to shine. To shine, baby, shine. And that is what the charge is today, is, is not to hide, is not to blend into this world that in 2017, we as followers of Christ, people wouldn't have to research if we're a follower of Christ. So, so, so do you go to church anywhere? Oh, you don't know. But that they would know, man, that, that guy, he's a tad bit crazy. Man, he loves the Lord. That they know it that your light shines before men. But here's the problem, is that the church as a whole, especially here in the US, we're not being the light of the world. In fact, we're kinda just dimly glowing (laughs) instead of shining. I'm gonna ask the AV, will you guys cut the lights real quick? Ask some people, just a few people, to hold up their flashlights on their phone. Just a few that I talked to before service. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me say, this, this is what the church looks like right now. That, that we are just kind of dimly glowing instead of shining. And what happens is that many times we get caught up playing not it. You guys remember playing not it when you were getting ready to play hide and seek and person would count one, two, three, not it. And everybody would yell not it. Why? Because they wanted somebody else to be it. They wanted somebody else to go chase. They wanted somebody else to go. They wanted somebody else to go find. And we're starting to play not it with the great commission when the great commission wasn't ever an option. And we're busy saying, oh, God, man, look at Chad Craig. He's shining his light. He's doing great. Go, Chad, go, man. What a great gift that God has. It's not about your gifting. It's about your obedience. We say, oh, man, look at, look at Adam Chris. Man, he's shining his light for Jesus. Look how, how gifted he can talk to people. He's good at relationships. He's just great. Look at, look at, look at him. You know, look, look at all these people. Just, but, but we're not shining we're just glowing. Now I want everybody else. Turn your flashlight on and hold it up real quick, real quick, real quick. Come on. Somebody, if you don't know how to to do it, have somebody show you. Yeah. Now let me read this scripture again. You are the light of the world a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand and give it light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your heavenly Father. Man, this is how the church should look. This is how we should look. In the world. It didn't say that you are a light in the world. It says you are the light of the world. We're supposed to be bright than anything else that people see in the world. You and I, we have the Spirit of Christ living inside of us. The Holy Spirit living in... You and I, we are the light of the world. And I'm asking all of you to shine, let your light shine before men, not so that they glorify a church, not so that they glorify a pastor, but that they may see your good works, they may see your good deeds, and they may come to a relationship with Jesus Christ. They may come and yield because somebody wasn't afraid to stand out, but you decided that you would be the light of the world. You guys turn your cell phones off if you'll bring the house lights back up. That's what we're called to be. Everybody's like, whoa. That's what we're called to be. But here's what I will tell you. Is that Foundation Church, we're not just going to shine here in Tulsa. We're going to shine across this world. We're not just going to, and here's why it happens. A lot of times is that churches are really good at missions, but they don't do squat at home. Because can I tell you, sometimes it's easier to go to Ethiopia. It's easier to go to Haiti. It's easier to go to Mexico and tell people about Jesus. And it's a lot more difficult for you to tell your neighbor, your coworker, your friend, or your loved ones and your neighbors about them. I'm telling you, man, don't keep the secret Let's shine. But also, I'm going to tell you, we are here this year to make Jesus famous in this world, to the ends of the earth. And we are going to be, I I can't get into the specifics of it yet, because there's a lot of details that still have to come together. But we are going to be making Jesus known to literally the ends of the earth and foundation church there is going to be a charge and there's going to be a challenge and there's going to be a project that we are going to do as a church that's going to change this this part part of the world for Jesus Christ he says this in, in the scriptures it says Mark sixteen fifteen, and then he told them you are to go into all the world and preach the good news to everyone and everywhere to everyone and everywhere and we're going to try um, to do something that is going to make the Great Commission a reality, not just here in Tulsa, but across the world. Because I believe this. I I truly believe this with all my heart. Jesus hasn't called Justin Graves to become famous. Jesus has not called Foundations Church to become famous. There's only one Savior. And his name is to be known throughout this world. And we are here as a church to lift him up so that he may draw all men unto him. And we are going to step into the opportunities of this year to make Jesus famous, and we are going to shine. I can tell you here at home, it's time to outgrow this building. You know what, we didn't just grow to 500 and say, okay, let's coast now. No, 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 let's go to three services, let's grow, let's let's build more buildings, let's do more things so that we may reach more people because it's not ever gonna be about a number, but it's always gonna be about a story, it's always gonna be about a soul, it's always gonna be about a person, it's always gonna be about eternity. And so I'm very unapologetic about getting up here and saying, we're going to grow, man, we're going to shine, we're going to grow, and I'm asking each and every one of you to invest in someone this year. Next week, we start a new series called Preventative Maintenance, and the whole idea is this. What if instead of taking our life to a place of crisis where it's breaking down and broken down and we're trying to put all the pieces together, what if we maintained it? What if instead of trying to become a total new us, we just became a better us, and we put preventative maintenance in our life to keep the big moments, the breakdown moments from happening? It's going to be a fantastic time to invite somebody to come with you. But I can't do this. I can't make you do. Th- I can't make you shine. You gotta shine, and it means you know what? You may have to bribe somebody with lunch, and you may have to bribe them with lunch a second time. And then you're like, man, reaching people for Jesus is expensive. <laughs> I tell you, it's, it's always worth it, man. It's always, always. Or the second thing that we're going to be doing, and we're all about, is that we're going to watch less, and we're going to do more. We're going to watch less, and we're going to do more. This is a very big personal uh, conviction that I have for 2017, because what I notice sometimes about me, not all the time, but sometimes is that I'll get home and I'll just veg out. I'll turn the TV on. And not that there's not a moment to not, you can veg out, but when it becomes a lifestyle of consistently vegging out, there needs to be a change. And I just feel a change and a charge in me that in my personal life, um, at home, with my kids, even here at the church, I wanna watch less and I wanna do more because I would always rather do than watch. Um, when when I, wa- I would rather play basketball, even though I am way too old and I'm not. I think I can move faster than my body moves now. Like, I've already shot the ball in my mind and I'm still dribbling in reality um, but I would still, even though I'm not near as good as I I would still rather play basketball than watch basketball. Um, I would rather play video games than watch it. like I see kids, teenagers watching other people play video games for hours I'm like that's the most, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like play the game. Like put the head I, I've i never played one online I don't want to. That's not my thing that's not, that's, that's not me. I'm like Nerd alert. Anyways, but (laughs) I I would still rather. Hey, you're doing really good. Look at that. That's give me that. I'm gonna play this. I don't know how to work the control, but I'm gonna learn. I, I would rather do. I would much rather eat a nacho bar than watch people eat at a nacho bar at Chewy's restaurant. I don't know if you've ever had the nacho bar at Chewy's restaurant, but it will change your life. And it's free during happy hour throughout the week. Well, bless you. I, ra- I would rather eat than watch people eat. That just makes me angry, right? And can I tell you, I would rather be the church than watching a bunch of other people being the church. I would rather get in community than watch all these other people have community you know what? I can't do this for you. We can create opportunities. We can create, uh, systems. We can create ministries for you to get involved. But if you don't, if you don't get involved, I can tell you this, the church will never be what you want and it will never be what you need. And it's all on you. I know it got real uncomfortable just now, right? But here's what we believe. And here's what I believe to my core. I'm a better me with others around me. I'm a better me with others around me. Our value is we're better together. And the Bible says this, in Proverbs chapter 27, verse 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. I I, I tell you, I need other people around me to make me a better me. I do because I'm not enough to make me awesome. (laughs) Trust me (laughs) on that. I need other people to help me realize and to grow into my full potential. And you and me and we, we need, you need other people around you to make you a better you because who's sharpening you? This next Tuesday, we've got FC Men Discipleship happening here. It's 6 30 to 8 o'clock for four Tuesdays in a row in January. You know what? I, I, we have the opportunity. And men, we want to say, oh, oh, I don't need a bunch of other men. That just sounds weird. Doing life together with men. What, <laughs> what kind of church is this? What'd you bring me to, girl? Can I tell you? Men, you don't need to be doing life alone. You don't. You don't need to just do life with your buddies, or you're gonna stay the same. You're gonna have the same marriage and you're gonna have the same issues and you're gonna have the same addictions, and you're gonna be the same you instead of becoming a better you. Get around some other people that don't want anything from they want things for you. They don't want we're not even taking up an offering on Tuesday night. We, we don't want any, we just want things for you. Ladies, we have FC women events all the time. Like, all the time, all the time. Like, I have to, I, I feel like I'm at a teacher's. I'm like, I'm the pastor of this church. If I want to do an FC men's event, but babe, do you have anything on the calendar? Can we, can we do an FC men's event? Because you have something here and something here. But, but they're doing an awesome job. But you're never going to connect with that. Because here's what happens. We come in and we see all these people talking and we're like, wow, I, I, I wish I had friends. I wish I had people to talk to. I wish I had people to sit with. Is there like a, a cool road that I'm missing out on in the auditorium? Is there this like cool sit? No, no, no. I, I can tell you. People are just going to connect groups together. They're going to FC men. They're going to FC women. Let me, let me pick on my students for a second. All my, all my teenagers up in here. We have FC students that meets every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night here. In fact, they're doing an event. They've got a FC students night out this coming Friday. And Michael and Aubrey and the youth sponsors can provide this awesome opportunity. But here's what happens. We have students that say, "Wow, well, I, well, I don't want to go to that mom and dad. I don't, know. I don't know anybody. Well, yeah, you don't know anybody. You never go. Like, you're, you are an honor roll student. Man, you have got it. Figured out. Yeah, you don't know anyone. You're never going to know anyone if you don't go. But parents, can I tell you, your students need to be around other students that's making them a better them. And your student may not want to go, but your job isn't as a parent to let them do what they want. Your job is to push them into what they should And so I just got to tell you, I'll be real honest. As a pastor, I would love to be 500 pounds and eat ding-dongs and drink chocolate milk while I preach at you and just throw them out there and just be like, this is what I want to do. But it's not what I should do, right? I mean, it's true. See? The gospel of the ding-dongs and Twinkies. And your job and your role as a parent is to lead your kids into what they should do instead of just what they settle on and what they want to do. Because they need somebody around them to make them better. In fact, the Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It's one of my favorite Proverbs. It says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble. And I will tell you, this verse... You are not the exception to this verse. We, we, we do this. Oh, well, that's not true for me. Really? And we want to make ourselves the exception, but really when you say you're the exception to it, you're just the victim of your exclusion. You become the victim of excluding yourself from community. We need one another. We're getting ready to launch our connect groups. Man, get involved. in. Maybe there's not a connect group that you want to go. It just, doesn't, it just doesn't hit you. And you're like, ah, I don't see one that I want to go. Start one. We would love for you to start one. Start one. Open up your home. You're like, well, I don't know if I want people, strange people coming into my home. They're not doing seances in there. <laughs> but start one. Because we're better Together, don't become a victim of your exclusion. The Bible, walk with the wise and become wise. Let other people sharpen you. But if you hang around with fools, man, you're going to get yourself and you're going to run into trouble. Second thing that I want to see us do more and watch less is that we realize that we get to serve. We don't have to serve. We get to serve. We don't have to serve. God's put giftings in each and every single one of us in this place. He's giving you abilities and talents that are uniquely your own. That, that man, when you start using them for something more than just your kingdom, it is powerful. And can I tell you, some of us, we, we feel so... Um, so insignificant We feel so frustrated with life because we want more. We want to be part of more. But God's God's given you the ability. He's given you the opportunity, but you got to step into it and just stop watching the church be the church. And you step into being the church and using your talents and using your ability to serve those around you. That's not going to make you richer. That's not going to make you more well-known, but is going to make his kingdom established and see people's lives change for eternity. That is your gift get to moment of getting to serve. It's, it's, a, it's a big deal. But, but here's the truth. When I say serve, almost all of us in this place think children's ministry. And your eyes get like this big and you're like, uh-uh. It's not happening. I'm leaving this church. <laughs> I'm going down the road. God has not called every single one of you to be involved in the children's ministry. It's true. It's just true. If you hate kids, (laughs) like you can't sound the sound of their voice... And you just, we don't want you in the, in the, in the kids' ministry area, in the two and three-year-olds' room, yelling at kids, calling them names. I don't know who your mama is or what she, but sit down, shut up. Here's your animal crackers. Stop crying, kid. You know, you're not called <laughs> to be an FC kids. Volunteer, right? I am not called to be, I, I should not coach my daughter's little basketball team of fourth graders. This past week on Thursday, I wish I was a better person. Um, <laughs> it happens every basketball season. It's like a bad cop, good cop, but I'm the bad cop. Um, our head coach is really nice. And I just looked at five of our girls, we were scrimmaging, and I'm like, you five, right here. All, all the non-yellow jerseys, you five, stink. You're awful. You just, you just, they're killing you because you won't lift your head past the ball. You know, pick your, just, and they're like, ah, you know, why do you so me? I'm like, you want to get better or stay the same? You want to get better or stay the same? I was like, I was preaching my message already. Right. It's like, that will preach. I should not be involved with kids' athletics, apparently. And some of you, <laughs> some of you, you don't need to be involved in children's. You don't need to be involved in, this, in the FC students ministry with teenagers. You don't need to be a greeter. You're like, well, where do I fit? Man, you come in here and help clean up during the week. <laughs> you can help serve behind the scenes. Man, maybe you're awesome at AV. We can use you in AV. Maybe you're an awesome musician like you've actually had somebody besides your mom tell you you're an awesome <laughs> musician. Oh, you have the voice of an angel. No, no, did somebody else told you that yet? But here it is. We have giftings. What are you doing with the talents and the giftings that God has put inside you? Cuz can I tell you, we don't serve people just to serve people. We serve them so that there may be a change That happens in their life. The Bible says this, Ephesians chapter four, verse 11 through 12, it says this, and he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. And I close with this. If we as a church can get these things down, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna, totally change the look of this church and Tulsa in this world. If we can learn to shine, if we can be found people who are finding people, if we can be saved people who are serving people, if we can be better together, can I tell you, that's the body of Christ. It's to be community. And some of you, you are dying to be more involved, and we're dying to have you more involved. But we got to watch less and do more. We gotta talk less and see more action happen. And that means taking time to get involved. That means taking time to serve. That means taking time to invite somebody to come with you to where they can meet Jesus Christ. It's gotta be intentional. It's not just gonna happen. There's a great illustration. Pulling our phone out and shining our phone and yes, let's be this church. But we gotta be intentional about being the light of the world. Cause can I tell you, this world needs it? Somebody needs you to be their light, cause it's dark. They feel like they got no hope. They've got no answers. They've tried, and they need somebody to enter their light and be the light of the world to their situation. Who, Man, you may not have the answers, but you know a Savior named Jesus Christ who does. And I may not be comfortable leading you to Jesus Christ, but I know a place you can come at Foundation Church where you can meet a Savior that will change. They need you to be the light. They need us not to be people who are keeping a secret, but we are shining shining and shining. Men, let our light shine before men so that they may see our good works, so that they may see our lives, they can see our deeds and that it points not to my ability not to how smart I am not how rich I am, but it points to men. I serve a Savior named Jesus Christ who can change your life. That it may point to glorifying our Heavenly Father. That's what He's called the church to be. He's called us not just to watch change or hope for change or talk about this needs to change, but to get involved and to do more. Because there's power in doing, there's fulfillment in doing, and that we may do more. And watch less, one more thing. My daughter right now, my youngest daughter, Chloe, she's serving in the two and three year olds room. I love it because I've been talking about our values, even to my daughters, because I want them to get this, not because they're the pastor's kid. Because I've said this a bunch, and I'll say it again. My kids aren't your kid's example. They never will be. My kids are gonna make mistakes. They're gonna be kids. I'll be your kid's example. My kids are my kids. But Chloe and even charlie they're like, man, we just, we wanna help. We wanna serve. We wanna do something. And so Chloe's in there serving right now in the two and three-year-old room. Casey's parents have moved up recently in the last few months, and right now, Chloe is in the two and three-year-old room serving with her Nana. And I think, what an awesome moment for them to change kids' lives together. And what would happen to our families if we started serving together? If we started making an influence on other people's lives. Can I tell you, man, there's something awesome, there's something powerful. Have Foundation Church, there's something fantastic happening right now. God is doing something special. And I gotta tell you, as your pastor, I'm just trying to get out of the way. And can we step up? Can we shine? Can we do more and watch less so that Jesus may be made famous in what is happening here at Foundation Church. That's our charge. That's, this is who we are and what we're all about. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And I thank you for today. I thank you, God. That you have given us talents. You have given us abilities. You have put giftings and talents into our lives. God, you've given us a church body to get involved in. And Lord, I just ask right now that this wouldn't be a message that we just hear, but God, it'd be a message that we step up and do. God, it'd be a message that we take to heart. God, that we would shine. We would be the light of the world. God, that we... We'd no longer keep the secret, but we would share it. And Lord, we would just not just watch people be involved in community, not just watch people serve, but we would do it and we would be the church. Lord, I pray, raise your church up because your word says that the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And so Lord, I pray that we would be obedient into following after what you have for us. In Jesus' name, I pray with heads bowed and eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you say, Justin, I'm here. And man, I'm just not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus Christ. We want to give you that chance. If you're here and you say, Justin, I've never asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord and Savior of my life, or I'm just not where I need to be, but I want a different me this year. Man, I I just, and a different me starts. With a new relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm gonna to count to three, and if that's you, all I want you to do is raise your hand and put it back down, and we're gonna lead you in a prayer. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. There's one hand, there's two hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. Man, that that's me. Before we go any further in service, you join these two hands that are lifted. Is there yeah, I see you on the side, there's three hands. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today, and I want to join these three hands that are lifted before we go any further in service. Yeah, I see your hand. Is there anyone else? Join these four hands. Anyone else before we go any further? If you raise your hand, would you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart? Jesus, I come before you today and I just confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. I ask that your grace and mercy would enter my life. I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Can we give these four individuals that raise their hand a huge round of applause? Yeah, what an awesome, awesome, awesome morning. Believe, belong, become. Join us in our vision here at Foundations Church. Our services are every Sunday morning at 9 and 10.45 a.m. And our youth service, FC Students, is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. For more info, check us out online at foundationschurch.tv.